99.9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. They, they gave me a couple options, and uh, I, I thought no better way to, uh, you know, keep a statue in the state of Oklahoma than for it to be a stiff arm of your little brother. I mean, forever. It, they have to deal with that one. Very true. Very true. Uh, Baker's exactly right about that one. Congrats to Baker. Big time. Making the Pro Bowl. Uh, nice little bounce back here. Dak is out and Baker is in. Whew. Well, that's that's one instance Cowboys fans were, are hoping that would happen in another instance as well. <laughs> they would no drop. Like, hey, can we go ahead and make that trade official? Can we do that drop across the board? Dax, and we brought in uh, Baker. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> I, I, we've gotten a lot of those texts over the uh, over the past couple of weeks. But no, man. I yeah, I played that clip. It's. Let's celebrate Baker making his first Pro Bowl today. What's the best way to do that? Well, I have about 10 clips of him talking trash to a rival, if you count OSU a rival, some don't. <laughs> but he calls him little brother. I thought that was uh, that was perfect, man. Like I, I'm super happy for him, um, his first ever Pro Bowl. And if you think about it now, man, he's got two playoff wins. He's got a Pro Bowl. He is really starting to rise up the ranks in terms of former OU quarterbacks and their success in the NFL. It didn't look good a a year ago, man. It kind of looked like maybe the career was starting to wind down a little bit, but that that does not look like the case today, man. Does not look like the case at all. Right. No, I totally agree, and he's going to have the bounce back in his step. Uh, A Pro Bowl appearance and – you know, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe somewhere between twenty and thirty million a year can can provide a, an extra little bounce for a guy that operates at, off of confidence. I'd say that is uh, that's the medicine that he needs right now. Seriously, yeah. I, I mean, I guess Jalen Hurts, like he just got his second uh, Pro Bowl today, and he's played in a Super Bowl as recently as last year. So maybe you say Jalen's NFL career overall has been more successful than Baker, but are those your one and two guys in terms of former OU quarterbacks and their success in the league? If you want to judge yeah, it off probably. Pro Bowls and playoff wins, it, it, it probably is. Yeah, probably so. Um, and we'll see, you know, we'll see what Kyler is able to get together. I mean, he's still a young guy with tons of upside, so we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I guess that's probably right. Um, you know what's interesting? You know a quarterback that is uh, a kind of under the radar when it comes to media, but apparently NFL GMs and offensive coordinators really like. Can you guess who this is? I'm, it's a guy that's in the league right now? No, going to the league. Oh, going to the league? Um Jaden Daniels. I have no idea. Rattler. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Spencer Rattler? Scouts are high on Which, him. Okay. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, kind of how, you know, he went and played in an NFL-style offense there in South Carolina. Um, you know, that's interesting. I, uh, you know, there's a lot of things about 
him. I know people didn't like here, but I think there's some things that translate nicely to the NFL. But anyways, whatever. Uh, congrats to Baker Mayfield. Huge and you know, who knows what he can accomplish. You know, he, I, he's got plenty of football left in him, which, you know, it is interesting, though. What, so 18 was his rookie year? I mean, all of a sudden, he's up there. Like, he's is he going into his seventh or eighth year next I, year? It, it doesn't seem that way. It feels like it should be only uh, no. year, about year four or five uh, by now, right? Yeah, that's that's a long time since he left. But it, for whatever reason, it doesn't feel that long, even though we've had to go through a lot of crap since then, since he left. It does. It still, for some reason, just feels like it was a few years ago. A credit to him. I mean, part of the reason is he had like the uh, like the coal miner beard that he could grow in an afternoon whenever he was a youngster at Oklahoma. So he's kind of looked at the exact same the entire time. That is true. Uh, a lot of Troy Aikman texts coming in right now about the greatest uh, mm. former OU quarterback in the NFL. I just don't – I don't count Troy Aikman. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry. I know. I mean, he finished his career elsewhere. I don't I – don't, I, I don't count that one. I don't even know – I finished his career – he barely even started it at Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was he played was, half a season or something. Not even was not here very long before he transferred to UCLA. So yes, he wore an OU uniform at one point. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't look at Troy Aikman as, uh, yep, yeah, OU gets to to count him. Uh, he's he's the greatest former OU quarterback in the league. Maybe some do. Whatever. What's but crazy I, I though that he can you imagine? Which, you know, I don't know, played hike school at Henrietta and, you know, I, I'm obviously went to Oklahoma, but had to have been nationally a huge recruit, right? I don't Out of remember. Small town in Oklahoma, gigantic dude playing quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly where he ranked or just how highly he was recruited. Text line can help us out on that, but yeah, I, I mean. Sounds like Barry was uh, willing to change the offense or did change the yeah. offense because he was so talented as a passer, for sure. Uh, guy from Parts Unknown says, Tyler, is he saying Radler on purpose? <laughs> guy, if you have to ask, you probably already know the answer. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Good stuff. He didn't even make that one up, though, Guy. He heard other people say Radler, so he just ran with it. That's how it works. That's part of the way it happens other you know you just never know how things are going to come to life on this show you, all, you always got to be you got you better be locked in and focused you never know whenever something's just going to maybe slide past you grumpy jimmy from ba says muleshoe tried to ruin rattler i was a fan tried to ruin him yeah some may argue he was already run whenever he got here um I don't know. We'll see. I think, you know, because he ha he was that big. Was he the number one quarterback in the country as a recruit? I mean, he's close, yes. if not. Yeah, he's definitely a five-star. I think by at least one service, he was a number one quarterback. Yeah. You know, I think w with that whole situation, you know, there's, you know, whoever, who knows what the rumor was before he ever got out of high school. And, you know, I think, I think the, the whole situation is, perhaps humbled him as a player and as a person. And I don't know. I know that there's a bunch of GMs. And I'm not suggesting he's going to be a first-round pick. But 
I, I, there's they see a ton of value in Radler right now. He was the number one pro-style quarterback, according to 24-7, the number nine overall prospect uh, go. from 24-7 as well. He was also the number one player in something else throughout his uh, collegiate career. He was the first, I think he was the first college player ever, and it was at a card show in Chicago, I want to say, to like oh, yeah. legally be paid for his autograph. You remember that a few summers ago? That's right. That's it's right. A big deal that Spencer Rattler was out there. He got paid an appearance fee and was getting legally paid for his autograph. Now, some folks were probably pissed that they paid for that autograph, but <laughs> it sounds like there may be another opportunity. This thing's like Bitcoin. It's up and down. Insane volatility right now on Rattler's autograph. Don't sell it at the garage sale. Just hold on to it. No. It may, have, it may have some value in the future. Buy and hold. How we uh, how we feeling about tonight's game? 7 o'clock on, you guessed it, ESPN+. Plus. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you can say not great. It's, it's okay. You, you can just you can say it out loud. I don't, but, I, okay, it's true. I don't feel great about it, but I feel, I feel bad. About the same, I think we can. I think we could show up and win the game, not handily, but go in there and win the win the basketball game. I think we could lose a tight one, or we could go in there in a tough environment, not have a lot of confidence, uh, confidence because of what the last couple of games have looked like, find ourselves in trouble, and not even be in the contest in the second half. I mean. There's really a wide range of what could go down. I don't expect them to just go in there and get blown out and not to be close. I, I don't I don't expect that to be the case. But my real issue with this game or my real worry with this game is they, they dropped two last week. I wonder where the confidence level is at right now. And you know, <laughs> man, you know in a road game in this conference, especially at a place you've struggled at for a while – that adversity is not only going to set in once, but probably multiple times. Even if you get off to a good start and to an early lead, the home team's going to make a couple of runs throughout the game, right? It's yeah. those moments, like the first time adversity sets in tonight, when their crowd's really getting into it, how do you, how do you respond from that? That's, yeah. that's, a, you know, that's a big concern for me. I guess you can maybe find a little bit of – of bright side whenever you take a look at what KSU has done. Um, lost their last two games by double digits. Um, now, they were both on the road uh, at Houston, before that at ISU, um, and then they lost uh, at Tech by one. But, you know, home game against State, they won by four. Home game against Baylor, they won in overtime. So uh, it's it's not like they're coming into this thing just on a run slaying people. I mean, truth be told, neutral side, like all things considered, I'd probably say that Oklahoma's the better basketball team. Yeah, sure, and, and I, I think that could be true as well. It's just a place where you've really struggled <laughs> at with really – yeah, 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 a place you've struggled at with some really good teams. Heck, I, I was there – the last time I was in Manhattan for a game, OU had the number one team in the country, 
K State had a oh, yeah, had a group that. that had a couple of freshmen by the name of Barry Brown and Dean Wade. They weren't very good that year, and they beat OU by double digits. Like there, there's some really good OU teams that have rolled into Manhattan and lost, and so you like that's a concern along with how OU is playing right now. Uh, was that was Martin still there at that no, point? No, that was um. <laughs> that was Bruce Weber screaming from across the court back then. <laughs> Barry! Barry! Give it to Dean! <laughs> Just screaming the whole game. God, I miss those days so much. Those were great. It's like a uh, it's like a Little League basketball coach whenever you're screaming to give it to the one decent kid on the team that can dribble and shoot a little bit. That's good Because they used to put the media for OU basketball games, like essentially like right on the floor behind the basket. And you could still hear you could hear him just yelling the entire game <laughs> on his mm-hmm. on his uh, side of the bench. I missed it. That's awesome. I miss it. Good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick opening timeout. Hit us on the text line six five one three four three nine Knippelmeyer text line. I'm hanging out today at the Lofts at Valencia up here in Edmond. Really cool spot. Brand new. Uh, just finished construction. They've got a bunch of different floor floor plans. One. Two, three bedroom, two bath. They've got garage units. Um, there's all kinds of amenities here, and I'll let you know more as the show rolls on. Uh, they're taking move-ins right now, and $500 off first month's rent if you move in by February 29th. you got to call for more details, 405-906-3018. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. At Bob Moore Nissan, we have the right vehicle and right value for you. Right now, save thousands with low monthly payments and get 1.9. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. No Bob Stoops today. He's still hanging out in California, so... Hopefully we'll catch up with him on Thursday or Friday this week. I got a lot to ask him, man. Uh, Drake might have played in the Shrine Bowl the next time we talk to Bob. Mm-hmm. Sharon Moore, one of his former players, is the head coach at Michigan. Got to ask him about Trent Williams again, Baker and Jalen Hurts making it to the Pro Bowl. I'm probably forgetting about two or three other things as well. But, yeah, we, we got a lot to ask Bob when we uh, talk to him later on this week. Uh, On the text line, 405-651-3439, Brad says KSU has a tremendous home court advantage. Just like the football team, the hometown fans show up big time to support Mm -hmm. their beloved Wildcats. Still a winnable game, just don't feel confident with this team. Yeah. I sign off on the the, uh, tremendous home court advantage. I watched OU play up there twice, and they lost both times. It is a pretty incredible home court advantage. They pack it in. Yeah. Uh, which is shocking, unless this is a um, a neutral site game, and I don't think it is. They got housed by Nebraska at home this year. Maybe they played that. It, I don't know if they played that in Wichita or. Oh, oh. I think it was. It's just in Manhattan. It, uh, yeah, yeah, because all these other games have um, little asterisk next to them, um, but. But you said Nebraska's pretty good this year, right? They may make the tournament? Well, Nebraska's good 
with on Nebraska standards. Like they were yes. a, they were at eight or nine seed in bracketology last week. So yes, Nebraska is good with their. Was standards. it they've never made the tournament or never made, had a win? They've never the won a game in the NCAA tournaments. <sighs> Crazy. One of their best players ever, <laughs> Teddy, was named Cookie Belcher back in the early two thousands. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, re- I remember Belcher. You re- you remember Cookie Belcher that played for Nebraska? I don't I don't believe that. No, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. About no. to say, I didn't think that was the case. Well, <laughs> speaking of Manhattan, this could be the final time that OU goes to Manhattan as a Big 12 team. Women's basketball has already played up there. They don't have a yeah. softball team. Baseball, I think old uh, Pete Hughes himself comes to Norman this year, which should be entertaining as hey. always. I, I think tonight, unless I'm missing another... You know, a spring sport goes up there for something. This could be the the final time OU plays at Kansas State. And there's not much that I will miss about the Big 12. Really, the list is pretty small, things I will miss about this conference. Going to Manhattan was always a pretty good time. I, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say I'll miss Manhattan, but if I was going to miss a college town in, in this conference, it would probably be Manhattan, Kansas. I had I had several good times up there. Yeah. It's a good spot. It's cool. Uh, what is it? Aggieville is a cool little area. Um, campus is, is really pretty. All those limestone buildings, the renovations they did there at the stadium are, are awesome. It's a, it's a fun, loud crowd for, um, I guess, what you'd consider a smaller stadium. Um, and, you know, they, they put out good, tough, hard-nosed football teams, which, you know, you may not like them, but at least you kind of respect what they've done and their operations there over the years. Sure. They, they maximize the talent level that they have there. Yeah. And somehow we found it out the hard way. They're never really out of a game. You can be up on them 21 points a couple of different times, and they always seem Jeez. like the team. Well, if you just get up on them by a couple scores, then they got to get out of their game playing a little bit, and that's where you really got them. Well, that may be true most of the time, but I've seen – Kansas State uh, rebound from some early deficits against OU, unfortunately. Yeah, their game plan is chaos, uh, it feels like. They're never out of it. So, yeah. Any- yeah, it's wild. The, um, the the schedule that the Big 12 unveiled is interesting, man. Just kind of scanning through a couple of those. I, I think it's going to be a great league. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. it'll be a fun league. It's I, I got sent a graphic today. It says notable Big 12 matchups because they released it today. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like if a notable SEC matchups were released, what would it look like? It'd look like Georgia at Alabama, right. uh, Georgia at Texas, Alabama and Oklahoma, OU and Tennessee. The Big 12s today was UCF at TCU. Kansas at Kansas State, Oklahoma State at Colorado, Arizona State at Arizona, BYU at Utah. So it could be a fun competitive league. I I would say that the Big 12 will probably be that. But in terms of just like household matchup, big time matchups, yeah, they're never replacing OU in Texas. That's not happening. At first glance, uh, just kind of looking through, doing a quick once over of the schedule. It looks to me like I would, uh, right now, 
I would favor Utah pretty big to uh, to win the conference, at least like the regular season portion of it. Who knows what the matchup in the conference championship may look like, but they got a pretty nice little run of it as far as their schedule. Now, they do have to go. They're at Oklahoma State, but their other road games, at Arizona State, at Houston, at Colorado, at UCF, I mean, I I think Utah, there's there's looks pretty light. West Virginia has a very difficult schedule. I, I did see some Utah fans today, and it warmed my heart. It really did. It's like, ha, it's your problem now, guys. Have fun with it. But Utah fans were complaining about what they deemed a crap home schedule for the Utes this year. Oh, my God. Look at our home schedule this year. It's awful. To which a lot of people chimed yeah, in and is. said, hey, yeah, y- you see that home schedule that you don't love? Wait till you're playing uh, half or the majority of those games at uh, 10 a.m. local time. H- have fun with that one, Utah fans. They got six home games, and it's Utah State. Or, sorry, it's uh, Southern Utah, Baylor, Arizona, TCU, BYU, and Iowa State. I mean, now, the Arizona game now, a month ago would have looked pretty exciting, but Arizona stock has fallen significantly, even though well, the quarterback but, and the wide receiver are back. Even, well, it's just the, there's not, they don't have a name brand anywhere on the schedule at all. I mean, the closest thing they have to a name brand is Oklahoma State. And they're going on the road to play Oklahoma State. Yep. I mean, I don't know. What would you consider the biggest name brand in the conference now? Um, okay, so BYU is kind of a I, – I, I don't know yeah. the popular, like the real popularity of BYU nationwide. Maybe someone could speak uh, a little bit better than that. Probably, I mean, Utah's played in two Rose Bowls in the past three years. I might, I might say yeah. Utah. Yeah, maybe so. Colorado, everyone kind of knows of right now. Um, back, back on the map a little bit, at least as recognition, not necessarily as uh, a competitor, a true competitor. But, I mean, I don't even know. Like, Utah's probably the, the biggest brand, but they were even a Mountain Utah West team. Was a, Teddy, yeah, Utah was, was a Mountain West team like 20 years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah, but they, they, they've elevated uh, like over the past You got a team that played years. in the national championship two years ago, and their brand's not even, I wouldn't even say TCU's the number, like, I don't know, top three brand as you look at it right now. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe my view of it is, is a little skewed. I'm not sure. But uh, needless to say, it's it's going to be different. But I think competitively, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the separation between, like, I mean, you're probably going to have a team that's better than the rest and a team or two that are, you know, rebuilding and are terrible, but the rest of the group is going to be really tight, and that makes for good, fun football. It still feels weird to say, but Utah will be picked to to win the league. That That part's not weird, but Kansas might get a first-place vote or two next year. And I don't think it's crazy yeah. to think that Kansas could win the Big 12 next year. It, it still feels yeah. weird to say, but I think that they are absolutely in the mix there with Oklahoma State and Utah. And I still think you got to throw Arizona in there with the quarterback wide receiver duo that they have. They lost a lot though. Man. There could be some. There could be some nice quarterbacks in there. 
Fafita obviously is Plumley back again at UCF. No, he is actually at. Um, is he at the Senior Bowl right now, or is he at the Shrine Bowl? I um, UCF's going court- to spring training. UCF's quarterback next year is going to be KJ Jefferson, who played at Arkansas last last season. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you'll have Sanders back at Colorado. Um, the the quarterback at Iowa State. Why am I drawing a blank? I like him. The youngster at K State is going to be pretty good. I mean, there's going to be some. You got Cam Rising, obviously. Going to be some decent quarterback play. Uh, Daniels at Kansas. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot on this one. I already had my top three written down. But speaking of the Big Twelve, and before we hit a break. What comes to mind for you, and, and all yours will probably be football. I, I've been to a few more basketball venues in the league than you have, but your top three best Big 12 road trips that you've experienced. I'm going with, while you think about it, I'm going with KU Hoops won a game at Allen Fieldhouse, BYU football in Provo two, and then a, a K-State game in Manhattan for football at three is my top three. Yeah, I would probably say, I would probably say Kansas State, as crazy as this sounds, I'd probably throw West Virginia in there. Wow, okay. And then Oklahoma State, those games are always fun on the road to Oklahoma State. Sure thought you which, were going to say you know, Texas Tech for, uh, you know, a certain pair that you saw a few years ago yeah, back in Lubbock. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Uh, saw a pair and was handed a rattlesnake <laughs> tail all in the span of about five minutes. It was strange. Very weird All night. day in Very Lubbock, Texas. Night. That's just a normal day out there in Lubbock. Man. See a pair yeah. and handle the rattlesnake. Sweet. What a place. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Quick timeout here from the Lofts at Valencia up in Edmond uh, on 178. Really cool spot. Brand new. All kinds of different floor plans. One bedroom, a garage, two bedroom, one bath, two bedroom, two bath, uh, three bedroom, two bath, tons of amenities. Uh, Deer Creek schools right now. They got valet trash, walk-in closets, vaulted ceilings, covered patios. There's a pool here. They got um, pet areas. Really, really cool stuff. And right now, special offer, $500 off your first month's rent if you move in by February 29th. Call for more details, 405-906-3018. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. At Bob Moore Nissan, we have the right vehicle and right value for you. Right now, save thousands with low monthly payments and get 1.9% financing. Like a new 2024 Nissan Rogue at 1.9% for 60 months. Plus, we've got Titan trucks at 0%. Over 130 Nissan cars and SUVs to choose from, so shop today. I-35 and Tecumseh or BobMooreNissan.com. 1.9 APR for 60 months on select Rogue trim. $17.48 per month for 1000 finance. WAC through NMAC. The Showplace Theater is the best place for live music. St. Jude has done. He's here because of the doctors who came before, their blood, their sweat, their tears, the knowledge accumulated and shared, you know, with everyone else around the world. This is how we help kids beat cancer all over. Finding cures, saving children. 
Learn more at stjude.org. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line where Captain Willard has asked, assuming that was a pair of boobs that Rocky saw in Lubbock, <laughs> we were referencing uh, seeing a pair last segment. Yes, that's uh, that's yeah. what happened in the twenty twenty OU Texas Tech game that's in right. Lubbock. There's video that evidence is of that. Right, video. They didn't believe me. Someone brought it up on the. Uh, the booth cam that we put up there, and by God, Layman's not a liar. <laughs> there they are, right there. It's it's uh, it's the greatest booth cam moment of of all time. Some guy like knocking on the window during the middle oh, of man. game action. You looking over and him pointing up. You seeing it, and just the pure shock that was on your face after that, and then a laugh after, <laughs> like, oh my God, that just happened. Meanwhile, second three. So funny. So funny. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm. You know, there's glass in between the suites and where we are, and I'm watching the game. We're calling the game, and I can see this guy like right up next to the glass, like trying to get my attention, and I ignore it for a really long time. And finally, in between plays, I'm like. Okay, I'm going he's never going to stop. I look at him and all he does is point to the back of the the next suite over and there you go. Right there waiting. I uh, I just I would love to hear the conversation in that booth that that led to that moment. I'm sure we got a pretty good idea of what it sounded like. Hi, hey, honey, there's Rocky right over there. <laughs> Won't you show him something, huh? He's been working hard over there. Won't you show him a little something something? <laughs> 918 says, can you guys text me the video evidence? We got a lot of those texts right now. Video evidence? Can we see the video evidence, please? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Someone went back and found it, screenshotted it. I don't know whatever happened to it. I don't even know if you can go back and watch those clips somewhere. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Oh, it's it's on the Internet out there somewhere. I I bet we can find it. Porter Moser's biggest fan says, what did Tennessee do to get in trouble with NIL? Um, well, I, I, apparently... I don't even think they know. Yeah, uh, it has to do with, with Nico, the former five-star quarterback, that the rumors were always that they paid him an incredible amount of money to get him. He was in the same class as uh, Jackson Arnold. So I have mm-hmm. no faith in the NCAA that they're actually going to do something about this. But, yeah, Tennessee was apparently... Uh, th- they were made aware today that some NCAA violations have been committed. And they're pissed about it, which, you know, I don't know what went on, but I mean, I can kind of understand, right? It's like, hang on, we got this system that's the Wild West, and you're just going around and kind of picking and choosing, it feels like. And I guess they're saying, well, NIL, the NCAA is saying NIL can't be tied to recruiting. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it has to be tied to recruiting to some degree. I mean, right? If if recruits are getting NIL deals and that's legal, well, it's going to be tied to recruiting. Whether you like it or not, 
you're, it, the only way it's not going to be, you're going to have to somehow change the language and put in some different laws. I, so I understand Tennessee from that point, but just have to wait and see whenever the details come out. But they're not happy about it. I, uh, I, I I'm going to really love the day, and maybe it's close to happening now because I think everyone looks at the NCAA and says, "Well, you, you don't do anything. What can you do?" Where uh, allegations are handled, like penalties are handed down to someone, and they totally ignore it. Like, hey, here's a scholarship right. reduction for you for the next two years, and someone says, "Yeah, that's that's just not going to happen. N- no thanks. We're going to operate as normal. Thank you." And to see what the NCAA yeah. would actually do. Well, you know, it's going to be interesting at some point, and I don't know when we get there, but we are, whether people like it or not, and I think some people probably like it, and I think others, I know others don't, but we're going to be going to NFL light. Um, And your top division, whether it's 64 teams or however many, it's going to be equally split up and – you know they're gonna they're gonna decide some framework within that of how they operate and how they operate how they police it all of those things and come up with guide rails and and salary cap for lack of a better term and all of those things and NCAA is just basically gonna have to take a hike. Yeah, that's what they're exactly gonna do. They're gonna take a hike. We'll be dealing with the other sports, which is kind of where it should be at this point. Yeah. I mean, did you see the? That uh, that tweet that was floating around where LSU won the national championship in women's basketball and they lost seven million dollars as a program. I think uh, did, didn't didn't the same happen to Ole Miss as well? They they lost a bunch I'm of money sure. too. Yeah. But but LSU is a little bit more surprising because they they won a national championship. I don't know if that's because they're playing yeah. paying Corella Deville so much money or what that is, but that's strange. I, I just glanced over the the itemized like it's kind of broke down and I think they brought in like two and a half million dollars in revenue, which isn't even half of what they pay in coaching salaries. <laughs> I mean that they don't. I mean they're not even they're not even getting close to being uh, you know running themselves independent. So. I don't know how all that stuff's going to get handled in the future whenever uh, big boy Division One top-tier college football is going to be carved out because it's going to happen. As you can imagine here, and I'll just uh, I'll hit one more here, but there's been some real interest on the text line about the whole uh, flashing situation back in the 2020 OU yeah. Tech game. Boomer Jim from Wisconsin says, in regards to the pair at Tech, which makes me laugh. In regards to that, what did T. Row do when that went down? He, no one saw it but me. And when we went to a break, I told them what happened, and they're like, "No." I was like, "Yes." No. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. And I think everyone was in a little bit of disbelief, and. Apparently, whenever I looked back there and and happened to see the whole situation, they just kind of took that as an open invitation to come on inside our uh, uh, radio booth beautiful. while we're doing the broadcast. <laughs> so uh, about a minute later, a lady comes in with a rattlesnake tail she wants to present to me <laughs> that they cut off of a rattlesnake that day. Jeez. And, uh, 
was like, oh, cool. And it's like, okay, we're going back on. And we just kind of had to shuffle him out. And Toby looked at Drake, and he's uh, locked the door. Yes. <laughs> wow. Amazing. 816, for a while anyway, KSU fans got up for OU more than anyone other than KU. I went to K-State and grew up two hours from Manhattan. As a Sooner fan, I picked my games carefully, thinking we had a sure win. Minor, healed, Erdman, we always had the better team, all losses. Finally saw a Hollis mm-hmm. Price team win. KSU fans brought the hatred for Stoops coming to OU. One pregame, Willie the Wildcat beat a doll of Stoops that was on a noose. Crazy environment. I guess I at least live to talk about it. Yeah, they uh, – it was a spectacle when we went there in 2000. They had Harleys riding around on the field in the pregame. They do that one one time uh, a year, Harley Day. That's, yeah, that's a thing. They still do it? I, yeah. I mean, it, I haven't been there for a football game in eight years, but they were then, yeah. I don't really – I can't remember exactly – I, it looked different. I don't know if they had the upper deck or what all was different about the stadium before the renovations, but it only held like what forty five fifty thousand if that buddy that place was so incredibly loud and it just constant start to finish of the uh of the football game. They were there early, incredibly loud early and it was uh, it was awesome. Well, the field is actually underground there, which I think is yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of factors at play there. Like the, the stadium, like some seats in the lower bowl are actually underground, so it kind of feels like a sound would trap there. Echo and they were uh, they had been on the rise for a few years, and it was a younger fan base. The students really got into it yeah. there. It's always been loud every time I've seen a game there. It's pretty cool. They have a great student section. Their student section covers up that whole whole side that's over there um, behind the visitor bench. And they're always loud, energetic. It's good. Tailgate very, situation very good is awesome with the giant parking lots just right outside. And I think they can leave yeah. at halftime and come back in as well and just get back in the game. What an idea. What an idea. That sounds good. One well, more. What, one more real quick uh, from uh, Cherokee Sooner. Yeah. In regards to the pair at Tech, we'll be getting that text a lot today. <laughs> That's going to be the new sign-in yeah. on, the, on the text line. In regards to the pair at Tech, was there an ad read for Knippelmeyer Chevrolet going on? <laughs> <laughs> As my brother would say, uh, store bots. You know? <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one here. From the Lofts at Valencia in Edmond, 405-906-3018. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventories.org. Cavens Group bringing you the sour of the rush. If you have an emergency, Cavens is on the call 24 hours a day. 405-573-3048. That's 
573-3048. Cavens Group specializes in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. I've got a list of 11 college football games for next year. And not not that the significance of most of these games are very high. It's just weird to think that all of these will be conference games, okay? So as I list Mm -hmm. each one, just think to yourself how weird it's going to be that every single one of these will be a conference game next season. SMU at Duke. Wake Forest at Stanford. West Virginia at Arizona. BYU at UCF. Cincinnati at Colorado. Utah at Houston, Illinois at Oregon, Rutgers at USC, Washington at Indiana, Oklahoma at Ole Miss, Texas at Vanderbilt will all be uh, conference games that will be played next year. So weird. It's crazy. It really is. It really is. Um, You know, I don't know. I don't know what the – the right system is. I don't know what the right way to do it is, but I know that a conference game between West Virginia and Arizona, uh, Rutgers and USC is not the right way to do it. I agree. Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, it makes sense to be regional. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's got to be a better way to uh, – if you want those those regular season games to matter, it's never going to matter. I mean, matter other than a number next to your name on the win-loss column. Uh, you, you would like your fans to be able to fairly easily travel, um, you know, have a little bit of – you know, geographical rivalry going on with nearby states. And, you know, it's it's pretty simple when you look at it, like Oklahoma and Kansas, uh, Kansas State, those schools, Arkansas, the Texas schools. I mean, all that makes a lot of sense, right? You, you just got natural rivalries that are kind of built in there. When you're going all the way across the country, you lose all of that. Yeah, you, you lose that. I mean, the Big 12 will not really be regional. It will be in some spots, but... A lot of those newcomers, it's not going to be regional. The Big Ten is definitely not going to be regional. And though OU playing at South Carolina is not, or Texas playing Kentucky is not either, the SEC the SEC's has more. The most regional yes, there is. And, and I don't, I mean, I guess the ACC kind of too, but it feels to me like the, the SEC still and probably will always have more of that than any other conference. At least I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we just we know a new era of the sport is coming. I don't think we really understand what it's going to feel like until we get to next year because I, I thought that we might talk about the early Big 12 favorite since they released the full schedule today. And I thought, okay, yeah. well, maybe we can do our way-too-early conference picks for next year. Let's start in the Pac-12. Who do I – oh, the Pac-12 really isn't a thing next year. So I, I'm, not even, I'm right. not even there yet. Right. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the the ACC, and I Miami to Syracuse is 
That is a haul, buddy. <laughs> that is a, that's probably about the same as Oklahoma to West Virginia, maybe further. Maybe. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Our number two is next here from the Lofts at Valencia.